You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. In this special episode of Why Not Mint Money, we reflect on some of the life and money lessons Charlie Munger has passed on over the years. Joining me today as guest is Raj Mehta, co-fund manager at PPFS Mutual Fund. Raj himself is a big fan of Munger and even had the opportunity to see him live at one of Berkshire's annual shareholders meet. Charlie Munger needs no introduction. So let's dive straight into the topic. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. Day before yesterday, a very sad news came to us, right? That Charlie Munger, uh, one of the most well-known and famous investor of this world, who is also very well known for being Warren Buffett's business partner, has sadly passed away at the age of ninety-nine. Let's start by talking about who, according to you, was Charlie Munger. How would you describe this, you know, person? Sure. So almost all the people uh, listening to this podcast would know Warren Buffett, but a uh, very few of them would know Charlie Munger because uh, he has been a little less in the limelight compared to Warren Buffett. When we talk about the investment performance, it's more uh, talked about for Warren Buffett than Charlie Munger. But he has been almost an equal partner in running Berkshire Hathaway uh, for a long period of time. So uh, going to the early days of Charlie Munger. uh and how uh, he met buffett so uh, basically he was working uh, at buffett and sons which is an upscale uh, which was an upscale grocery store in omaha and it was very close to munger's house so in his college days he used to work over there then he became a lawyer and practiced law for a, a good 8 9 years after that he realized that actually this was not something that he Uh, wanted to do in the future as well and that's when over a dinner he met uh, warren and somehow uh, they uh, struck chords between them and immediately uh, they felt that both of them could work together and be beneficial to each other so that's when buffett convinced him to leave his law practice and actually munger uh, managed investments for himself and friends and relatives uh, for about 7 8 years Uh, before the bear market of seventy three seventy four, and after that he joined hands with Buffett, and both of them uh, started managing Berkshire as a holding company and started making investments through it. Yeah, and yeah, they are probably one of the Buffett is the largest investor by a by far. So that's quite something. But but Raj, when did you personally? Uh, you know, started learning about uh, Charlie Munger. So, when did you first discover him, and who you know told you about Munger, or which book gave you an uh, introduction to his life? Uh, sure. So, uh, when I started off, so I started off my investing career sometime sometime in twenty eleven, twenty twelve. At that time, Charlie Munger had already become a little more famous than what he was about ten years back. so anyone who listened to the annual shareholder meetings or went and attended that personally or even uh, read the letters uh, from warren buffett they would know uh, charlie munger so uh, when i started off i went through some of the letters that warren buffett had written for berkshire hathaway shareholders 
and a lot of times he had mentioned about charlie mangar in the letters so that's when i was intrigued by it and i wanted to go into much more detail of uh, who this guy is and uh, how is he important for berkshire hathaway and uh, there is a book which is called poor charlie's almanac uh, that gives a detailed uh, description about his uh, personal life how he started off and then it's a collection of what all he has said over the years so it's a very good book which gives a total life story of charlie munger good book and a long book <laughs> so rat before getting into the lessons we can learn from him you had the chance of privilege of seeing him in real life right so buffet and him uh, they do this annual shareholder meet which is like a festival of its own in omaha and you you saw this two guys sitting and answering questions so how how was the experience like and when was this uh, so i attended the berkshire meeting in 2017 and uh, i was supposed to travel to us uh, for leisure actually and uh, just because i was going there it was around the same time so i thought i would attend the berkshire meeting as well in omaha uh, at that time i think that, that was the first year when uh, they started streaming live streaming the event as well so i had the option of uh, seeing the live stream but i thought that uh, given that uh, both buffet and mangar are still al- alive i would like to go there and experience the event once uh, so i went there it was like a festival for 3 days uh, before and after the act- actual annual meet and uh, had the chance of meeting both uh, buffet and mangar although uh, at a distance but i had a, a, a chance to you know see how they behave over a long period of time and they answered questions for a long 8 hours uh, without even uh, you know losing their temper or uh, you know being very very patient with whatever questions were asked to them over this time period so in- interesting not many people get to see him in real life and you are amongst the uh, few people who you know got a chance to see him so that is something so so that, uh, let's start talking about the you know life and money lessons you learned from mangar and interestingly many people not just a few but many people say his mind was even more sharper than buffet in many ways so he so he's not just a ordinary investor and he's uh you know he's a legend uh, himself so that you know one thing i remember that he said uh in in one book or something that i don't remember but i think buffet uh, and charlie had a third partner also his name was rick duran I, i don't know yeah. if i'm pronouncing it correctly but yes that's correct yeah but yeah but i think charlie told this story about them uh, having equal partnership at some point but uh, uh, but the third partner rick uh, he had taken some leverage and in a bad market phase he had to sell off uh, his berkshire uh, shares at a very low price and he couldn't recover from that loss and what charlie said i think was you know buffet and him he they knew that they were going to become rich eventually but rick duran wanted to kind of become wanted to get rich sooner quicker and so that is a lesson on you know how to think long term and how to take things one step at a time so yeah so that was something that i learned you know how to think uh, 
not just money but every perspective of life we should look at it from a long term perspective but yes apart from that yeah any uh, so so we can talk about money and life lessons so uh, which one should we start start with the money or the life we can start with the money lessons and then move on to the life lessons sure so let, let's take it up yeah so coming to the money lessons so uh, he kept his investments philosophy very very simple so he was of the opinion that as long as you don't do anything stupid you should be fine so you just need to be a little better than the others so and you just keep doing it over a long period of time and that also compounds over a long period of time so uh and he was a man who identified his uh, circle of competence very very well so just to quote him he would say that i am smart in sports and i stay around those sports if charlie knows anything he knows his sports his carefully identified circles of competence and he would say that i am not a genius i am just uh, a person who stays within my competence and by not going out i am doing well for myself uh, also uh, some qualities that he had was you know patience uh, preparation discipline and objectivity in thinking so some of these qualities uh, you know helped him uh, really really well in his uh, investment style uh, he would say that money is not made in the buying and the selling but in the waiting game so uh, habit of committing far more time to learning and thinking than to doing is not an accident uh, is what he would say uh, also uh, he was a person who would want to think uh, other way around so he used to always say inward always inward uh, and if you are not able to get an answer by thinking in one way you can just think from the other point of view or the other person's point of view and you would come to a answer so all i want to know is where i am going to die so i'll never go there so all these are quotes or the one liners that uh, he would typically say in these uh berkshire meetings or daily journal uh, meetings where he was the chairman as well and uh charlie munger is also called a no man because he would always say no to almost everything so warren buffett always is, uh, says that he is a person that w- he would say uh, no to 90% of the questions that you ask him and if you ask uh, charlie something and if he says no then we put all our money in and if he says that this is the stupidest idea that i have ever heard then we would probably make a lower allocation to that idea but uh, just to take his no with a pinch of uh, salt uh, also uh, he was of the opinion that uh, you need to have a lot lot of patience so uh, he would say that if you uh, take out the 15 best decisions that they have made over this long 60 70 year period they would have had a very very uh, average record so it was not hyper activity of buying and selling but it was patience that helped them and uh, uh, given that they stuck to their principles whenever the opportunities came along uh, they pounced on them with vigor uh, so that also helped them the last point that i would want to make here is that uh, he always uh, you know uh proposed to have a multidisciplinary approach in investing so uh he would say that you should have knowledge from various fields be it investing psychology physics uh, architecture or whatever other fields that are there 
and all his observations and conclusions were based on the fundamental uh, nature or the basic truths and the core principles that he derived from a wide uh, range of uh, disciplines so uh, once you have knowledge about a lot of uh, these fields uh, you know you can use the best ideas or the best uh, you know uh, uh, pointers from each of these disciplines and use all of them routinely in your investment philosophy that would help uh you to you know not make a mistake so if say for example you had uh, knowledge in only one field then he would say that to the man with the hammer the world looks like a nail so if you have uh, knowledge of only one field you will think only one way but if you have knowledge of various fields you would want to think about uh, different ways In- interesting there are so many things to unpack from this but uh, but raj let's dissect this uh, you know few points one one by one so that people can get some more context so you obviously uh, is part of the fund management team of ppfs which you know also uh, uh, manages a lot of money using the core philosophy that buffett and uh, charlie uh, preaches uh and also in your real life you must be you know following some of this you know uh, philosophy that uh, munger had so 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 whatever you spoke about let's you know uh uh try try to understand it from a very practical perspective how we can you know use it in our own life so this first point that you mentioned about you know uh as long as as long as we get few things right we don't have to be correct on everything so can you please explain to a layman what this actually means so uh basically he was saying that investing is not only about what to buy or sell today or tomorrow but it's also about you know uh, less hyperactivity in terms of trading uh, or getting in and out of stocks but it's a lot more about patience and discipline and holding on to the good positions that you have bought over a long period of time so uh, coming to ppfs yes we have brought that philosophy within our investment style as well where uh, most of the companies that we invest in we look at it from a 5 year plus uh, point of view and uh, if you look at the uh, portfolio turnovers of our schemes that would be in uh, high single digits which is which shows that you know we also believe in less hyperactivity and we believe in holding on to a lot of positions yeah yes, so uh, basically you don't have to shoot your uh, guns every time you you use it very carefully and when you do it you do it with a lot of patience and long term thinking and the other point raj is about circle of competence right? so how can one apply this uh, circle of competence philosophy in life and in money matter sure. so uh, one should not think that he is an expert uh, at everything so one should know that uh, uh, you know he is an expert or he knows uh, some of the sectors really well and some of the sectors which are there uh, he may not be he or she may not be able to have an expert opinion on so uh, that's why it's very very important to define uh, what you are competent at and it's always better to play within that uh, circle of competence say for example uh, if you are an investor and you are not good at say timing cyclical stocks then it's better to just stay away from it because uh, what happens in cyclical stocks is that it's not a buy and hold kind of a strategy where you just 
buy it and hold it for a long period of time you need to get your entry and exit points right and uh, timing is something which not everyone is good at so uh, buy and hold is something where uh, you know it's more of behavioral aspects of holding on to the stocks and it can be worked upon but this is something which not everybody is an expert at so it's always better to stay within your circle of competence and if and when you get out of your circle of competence just to try out new things it's always better to have smaller allocations to those areas uh, rather than have a, a very concentrated portfolio and rak you also mentioned this very popular quote by mangal so i am uh, this not the exact line but he said something in the in in the line of uh, i just want to know where i will die so so i will not never go there so so how how does one think about this line uh, what's the real meaning behind it sure so he would say that wherever the risk is high i would not go there uh, so he would say that liquor leverage and ladies are the three things that usually uh, kill people <laughs> or Now get them out of the business, so you should stay away from uh, these three things. But uh, yeah, essentially, what he is trying to say is that uh, risk is something which should be measured, and if uh, the risk is on the higher side, it's better you just stay away from it and uh, act only when things are in your favor. So uh, basically, calculate probabilities, and if the probability is in your favor, then only you act. Otherwise, just give it a pass. probably uh mangar would have told everyone in india to keep away from the uh, derivative trading that is picking up now but no yeah we never we never know but uh so raj one thing i saw in a youtube video that he some somewhere so he is a very old guy right looking at old old age companies so to say but i think somewhere i don't know if they have a allocation or not but he mentioned that some of these internet companies are looking attractive nowadays i think he took the example of not directly but uh, some hinted towards google so uh, one in one area he's saying you should stick to what you know and now he's talking about internet companies so how do you think about this so for a long period of time both buffett and mangar stayed away from uh, technology companies and they kept on saying that uh, this is a sector which is out of the circle of our competence and that is something which we don't understand so we are not investing in it it was only in 2016 when they changed their minds and they actually made their first investment in the tech sector which was apple and they hold a large position in apple uh, i think 40% of their portfolio currently is in the apple stock so it was a change of opinion which they had which uh, they thought that uh, this is a sector which they cannot let go of and it's going through a uh, a drastic change where uh, you know people are more uh, you know shifting towards technology and you cannot avoid it and that's when we they took a bet on apple and now it's the largest position so they don't have a position in google but yes uh, uh, after a long time they actually moved into the technology sector and one more thing is about multidisciplinary thinking right so not just thinking uh things from investment perspective but to get a very holistic view and i remember my dad also always used to say so he is a doctor and he would say 
people running the hospital should also understand things from a doctor's perspective a nurse's perspective otherwise the business owner running the hospital will not do justice to the business so uh, just like that uh, rad do you remember uh, in ppfs or or in life in general how did you apply multidisciplinary thinking to to select any of these top uh sure so it's very difficult to pinpoint uh, what led to you know uh, applications of these multidisciplinary approaches because what happens is you keep on reading about uh, various fields you keep on learning about different things over a period of time and when you take a decision it's a collection of all the reading or the experiences that that you have had over the years that you have try and apply it when uh, taking a decision so uh, for example say 10 years back if i would have read something on physics or uh, psychology and i take a decision today i cannot pinpoint that just because i had read that book in physics uh, 10 years back i am applying it it's more of uh, gaining knowledge and uh, try and use it whenever required and try and connect dots uh, amongst various uh, discipline disciplines that uh, you have read over a period of time i think the psychology of money author morgan housel takes this very seriously and he would connect anything to investing and which is super yeah waiting for his article on chart mangar na <laughs> so moving on from uh, investments and money method let's just he also used to give a lot of life advice in general like how to go about living a life and he uh, obviously had a fascinating life he was a army i heard at some point a lawyer a uh, grocery shopkeeper <laughs> and then be- became an investor now and he died at the age of 99 and he was pretty much active right uh, talking to people interestingly i saw in twitter uh, this uh, guy who runs a famous uh, website his name is uh, shan paris i think and he runs parnam street yeah so he tweet- tweeted saying i was supposed to talk to mangal today uh, but unfortunately that call couldn't have happened so probably he was taking interview request to the last day so a <laughs> lot of life lesson to unpack from uh, mangar but some some points you remember yeah life. sure so uh, he was a big proponent of you know living a honorable life with full integrity so he would uh, never uh, you know suggest anyone to take a wrong step just for the sake of it and uh, one thing uh, which uh, he has been a proponent of is learning and reading so he would always say that in my whole life i have uh, known no wise people who didn't read uh, all the time you would be amazed at how much uh, warren and i read and actually he would say that uh, his children would uh, tell him that i am a book uh, with a, a couple of legs sticking out so learning is something uh, which you know he practiced uh, for a long period of time until i think he died he uh, used to keep on learning keep on reading new things and uh, used to apply a lot of things in his daily life as well so uh the other part of the life uh, which a lot of people don't know is that he faced a lot of hardships as well so he would always say that you should never feel sorry for yourself 
uh, by not feeling sorry for yourself uh, you know you do really well in your life so uh, he actually went through a very bad divorce uh, with his first wife uh, his son died at an what at a very early age and he also lost an eye due to a cataract operation so he went through a lot of hardships despite all the success that he had on the business and the finance side uh, and he would always say that you should not see feel sorry for yourself otherwise you know you would not be able to do well uh, in your life going forward uh one other thing is that uh, uh he was a man of uh, very very few words so uh, typically if you uh, attended or uh, listened any of the annual uh, shareholder meetings most of the questions were answered by buffett and once buffett answers it he asks mangar if he wants to add anything and he would always say uh, those five words i have nothing to add that was like the famous <laughs> sentence that he used to almost always say so he was a man of very very few words but whenever he said anything uh, those one liners were full of uh, wit and wisdom and uh, I-, i would just read what uh, buffett said about him so charlie has the best 30 second mind in the world he goes from a to z in one go he sees the essence of everything even before you finish the sentence you would say that what uh, i would take a page to describe about he would finish it in a line and he would convey it properly to the audience so that quality which he had uh, was uh, really good interesting lot of things to uh, learn from this guy but raj uh, let's end this with a uh unconventional question which i don't know what the answer would be anything this guy you know missed in his life uh, so to say any big fail, fail failure if you can recall according to you so he went through a lot of setbacks so it's not that he has had a straight and life and a happy life all the time so as i said he went through various professions before he he ended up in investing so he has had he has had gone through a lot of uh, you know changes even in investing when he started off on his own uh, in about 6 7 years uh, once the bear market hit uh, uh, he you know the performance went away and that's when he realized that he doesn't want to manage money for anyone instead uh, he would you know uh, just take a holding company and start buying companies in that along with a uh, buffet so that was one of the failures apart from that as i said uh, on on his personal life side he had a divorce so that was a kind of a personal failure i would say yeah apart from that i don't think uh, there were any failures as such raj for for someone who doesn't know much about mangar but wants to you know start from somewhere what kind of books videos or any material would you recommend to that person So as I said poor Charlie's almanac is a book which gives a description of everything from his birth uh, to probably uh, not his death but at least uh, of it's a summary of what all he has said uh, during his life and uh, other thing uh, which is commonly read is the uh, uh, summaries of the letters to shareholders that uh, these guys have written uh apart from that uh if you want to learn about mangar uh, you can also uh, go to 
daily journals annual meetings and listen to them because he was the chairman there and he was the one who was answering most of the questions so in berkshire what would happen is that buffett would answer most of the questions but in daily journal if you listen to the meetings uh, charlie munger was answering most of the questions so uh, you can listen to those uh, videos as well fascinating um and rat this was a very interesting conversation uh, and thank you so much for coming to this special episode of why not mint money and hope to see you again thank you so much for having me that brings us to the end of today's episode if you would like to know more about this topic then you can reach out to me on twitter i go by the username @sashinnj or linkedin using my full name that is sashin ningthao kongjam We would be happy to take your suggestions. That's all from our side. Thanks for tuning in. See you in the next episode. To stay updated on this podcast, follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com. Thank you.